Addiction and Recovery, Series 2. The Road to Recovery, Episode 1. The 12 Steps. Hi, I'm Chris, I'm an addict. And as usual, it's great to have you with me. And the most exciting thing is we've moved on to Series 2 of the Addiction and Recovery podcast. And this particular uh, series that we're going to be doing is called The Road to Recovery. And today, in episode one, I'm going to be talking about the 12-step program of recovery. What's amazing is that if you're listening to this right now, you are considering or have made the decision to make a change and to start setting yourself free from the grip of addiction, which I, I know that I had had enough. But I wasn't sure if I'd had enough to have enough, if you understand what I mean. I've got a wonderful phrase here that uh, I've picked up and you'll be amazed where it comes from, but it really relates to me as an, as an addict when I was in a really dark, dark place. It goes, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want but do the very thing I hate. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. I mean, that is amazing because to me, that's exactly where I was at. And you know where that comes from? That comes from Romans chapter seven, verses 15 in the, in the Bible. So there were many addicts in that time that were dealing with this addiction and I honestly believe that the healing that was done back then is the healing I'm going to be showing you now from the 12-step program because the 12-step program as I'm going to explain to you uh, originated uh, on a biblical based course uh, and it has proven over the years to be able to help people have a choice again. My personal interpretation of what uh, Romans just said is, is, is this. Addicts are not bad people. We are sick people living with a disease we don't understand and do bad things to survive. Now that was for me when I was a using addict. I, I don't believe I was bad, I really don't. And today, I, I, I look back and I get very worried about what I did to be able to feed my addiction. What I didn't know was that I was sick and that I had a disease. I didn't even know that, let alone understand it. And to be able to feed this disease of addiction, I had to do bad things to survive. My behavior was not acceptable, but I did it because I felt I had to, to be able to survive the hunger of my disease. I had to leave the place where I no longer had control of my life. And believe you me, my life was a mess. And I'm sure in some form or fashion, you're gonna identify with that. And you're ready to make a change. So let's talk about what we're gonna do going forward. I do speak a lot about my own personal experiences. And you know, you might be in a place like I was where I was wanting the courage to change. And I didn't know if I had it. Well, the fact that you're listening now says you're already doing this. You already have that courage. And that is one of the biggest moves you're gonna to have to make on the beginning of this journey to recovery. 
and that is to follow these steps. What I ask you to do during this time is to be open-minded in what you're hearing. Try and just give yourself a break. Just allow yourself to listen to what's being said. I'm not saying it from somebody who thinks they know what you've been through. I am sitting here knowing what you're going through and what you have been through and the fear that you might have at this point in time. Just take a break and I just want you now to sit back and listen to the next uh, half hour or so. And I hope that it's going to bring you to a place where you think this is going to work for me, as it did for me. Okay. First of all, I really do understand where you, what you might be feeling. I really do understand it. I was skeptical about this whole thing. I was angry. I was fearful. I trusted nobody. Hopeless. I was completely hopeless. I was completely judgmental. And I was unloved. And in one word, I was totally lost. Look, if you're like that, like I, I was, you might have hit your rock bottom and do anything to set yourself free from this addiction. Or you might be in a place where you're interested in listening to the journey of recovery and what it might mean. And you need to check it out before you're gonna go into it, like anybody would, especially an addict who's been really through a journey where any form of trust or belief in anything has gone. I get that, I really do. All I ask is give yourself a break, even if it is just listening with an open mind and open heart to this episode. And if you like what you're hearing, go to the next episode and so on. What is the road to recovery? Uh, I know that I had taken so many roads to recovery and failed every single time. So I was a little bit fed up with failure, but, um, this time, it wasn't a matter of taking another medication to cover the, the drugs I was taking. It wasn't trying to stop on my own because I couldn't stop on my own. I failed over and over again. So what is this road to recovery? This road to recovery does mean that we have to do a bit of work on ourselves. And the first thing we've got to do, and what I had to do, was be completely ready to make a change and willing to put the effort in for that change. If you've got that, then you're ready to take certain steps. It's going to be a journey from the darkness of your addiction into the light of your recovery. That I promise you. So I'm going to suggest a program that has brought me into remission for 37 years and one that I want to share with you. And that is called the 12-step program. It is a proven program that has had huge success throughout the world in all addictions. The most common is the one that is known as Alcoholics Anonymous. And now used in all addiction recovery programs like Narcotics Anonymous, Gambling Anonymous, and also Addicts Anonymous, and many other meetings that are related to other addictions. In the 12-step program, there are 12 steps of recovery and are what I call, as I spoke about in my last program, was these are my tools to help me bridge the gap between addiction, my disease, and normal living in remission. 
So in this particular episode, I'm going to walk you through the 12-step program. And then once you understand it or are happy to take the step, I'm going to follow each week from here by taking you through a step at a time each episode. And hopefully, by the time we reach to the 12th step, you will have the very same tools that I have had that has enabled me to keep my disease in remission. So let's start and at least explain where this 12-step program originated and what it's about. So at least you have some sort of, call it, due diligence on what this 12-step program is. And that's what I'm hoping I'm going to do over the next few minutes with you. And then you can see whether this is something for you or not. So where does the 12-step program come from and where did it originate? Well, the 12-step program tends to be synonymous with the fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous. However, many are not aware of the spiritual roots of the 12-step program. Alcoholics Anonymous AA was started by two apparent hopeless alcoholics, one jobless for years and the other a surgeon who needed to take a drink just to keep his scalpel steady. They founded Alcoholics Anonymous on June the 10th, 1935. Now that's quite some time back, but I'm going to go into more of that later. One of these men was a guy called Bill Wilson, and he was introduced to the 12-step program by a friend of his called Eddie Thatcher, who had been able to put his alcoholism into remission, something that Bill had tried to do many times but failed. Now, Eddie had been part of a Christian group known as the Oxford Group, who met every Sunday at a church called Calvary Church in New York. Bill attended their meetings once he'd met Eddie and Eddie had invited him. And from there, he listened to what was going on in the meetings. He found so many similarities in what other people's stories were about on their journey of recovery that he began to see himself in it he began to see that he was not alone, that it wasn't just him dealing with these problems. There were other people who were caught in the grip of addiction. So he followed the suggestions of the leading pastor, which is a guy called Sam Shoemaker. And also he went by the suggestions of other members in that group. He, he, he listened and followed their suggestions. Also, he began to learn the 12-step program and Slowly but surely, his journey of recovery started. However, it didn't go that smoothly for Bill. He, uh, he did fall back into old behavior and ended up having a three-day major binge and ended up in hospital. And this is where he hit his rock bottom. He just was in a place that was so dark that he couldn't see a way out at that point in time. And so he got on his knees and he was an atheist and he just said, okay, I give this to you, whoever you are. I hand this to you. I surrender myself to you that you may take this away from me. What followed was a powerful spiritual experience in which Bob, himself felt overwhelmed in the sense of freedom, peace, and the presence of God. He had handed his life over to a power greater than himself, 
that he might not necessarily have known at that point in time. But what is a fact, from that moment, he never took another drink again. I can relate to that experience, that spiritual, powerful experience that happens. But I'll tell you a bit more about that later. It was soon after this experience that Bill was introduced to a guy called Bob Smith, who was the surgeon who I mentioned before, who was an active alcoholic. Now, Bob took his last drink a month after having this meeting with Bill. And this was because Bill had taken Bob to the Oxford group, where he took the same journey as Bill. And so, from there, the two of them got together and they founded Alcoholics Anonymous on the foundations of the steps and the principles of the Oxford group. Bill Wilson later wrote, The early AA got its ideas of self-examination, acknowledgement of character defects, restitution of harm done, and working with others straight from the Oxford group and directly from Sam Shoemaker, their former leader in America, and from nowhere else. So that is a very quick overview of a little bit about where the 12-step program came from. But what is it based on? It is based on biblical principles. And that's really what the Oxford group was about. The Oxford group had 12 steps of biblical principles to live a life free of addictions and many other things by following certain steps. But the steps today have been adapted by Alcoholics Anonymous and now many other fellowships uh, of addictions to adapt it for us as addicts to learn how to live a life free from addiction. Today, I get to a meeting most weeks uh, because that's what works for me. And I can go anywhere in the world to go to a meeting, as I said before. And millions of addicts have found freedom and remission from this disease of addiction through this very simple 12-step program of recovery. And I'm one of those. I'm one of those addicts who found remission through the 12-step program. So just taking a quick step back again with uh, Bill's story and the spiritual experience that he had, I've had a similar powerful spiritual experience with a higher power, which I told you in my last series, and I've had many more. This is not woo-woo stuff. By my own experience, from being an atheist and now a true follower of Christ, it is an unexplainable experience that has happened and continues to happen. It's what I understand now when the Bible or when people say it is beyond our understanding. This experience was beyond my understanding. But the result of it was I had a massive change in me. Not because I said, oh, I better do that. It happened to me in a spiritual fashion that I'm not worried about how it happened or what happened. I know it happened because from that day, I became a different person. And that is amazing. It just takes either a moment or it takes years to begin to trust and believe and have faith 
in something bigger than yourself that's going to restore you to sanity. And that's exactly what it did. I know today I've never been as happy as I am now. Why? Because for me, I have handed my will and my life over to a care of God as I understand him, who loves me unconditionally. So addiction fellowships today, AA, NA, GA, Addicts Anonymous, are available to anyone regardless of age, race, color, creed, religion, lack of religion, sexual identity or background. The only requirement to be in a meeting or come to a meeting is a desire to stop your active addiction and get well. It is an inclusive program for anyone who has made a decision that now is the time and enough is enough. The 12-step program today and the 12-step fellowships today are based on a very simple, spiritual, non-religious program that is known as the 12-step program of recovery from addiction. Well, that might sound a bit overwhelming. And if you're like me, I didn't believe I could do such a program and I feared failure because failure had followed me so much in my life. And so I'd rather not than actually have to face up to failure again. And then, of course, the word God or higher power and the connotations of these words had for me. I just wanted to run to the hills. This was a cult, I thought. How I was so wrong. A friend of mine, who was also a recovering addict at the rehab when I was there, told me, it's easier than it looks. Just work each step at a time. And by the time you've reached the 12th step, it will become a natural way of life and all you have to do is keep working them. I then said to him, what about this higher power? Because I was really struggling with it. Uh, how am I meant to believe in something like that when I don't believe in anything? And again, he turned around to me and he said, listen, easy does it, mate. All you have to do is to try and find something that is bigger than you. And I thought, okay, that might work. Finally, he said, Find that power greater than yourself. Because if anything will beat you in your recovery, it's going to be an attitude of indifference and intolerance towards spiritual principles. And there are three that will help you most at the beginning. And these are honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And he said, if you can at least do that, you will be on a good, solid foundation on your recovery, and I totally agree with it. But as I traveled this journey of recovery, it became clearer and clearer to me. And today, I'm still growing in my recovery. And now, I have a loving God who walks me through every day because I choose to hand my will and my life over to Him every day. So that is just a very brief overview of what the 12-step program is and what it has done for me and done for millions of people all over the world. You will become part of a network of people who are all recovery addicts dealing with the same issues that we have in addiction regardless of the choices that you made as far as did I do alcohol? No, I did gambling. No, I did sex. No, I did pornography. They are all the same. They are just different partitions. They are different journeys. So my journey was drugs and alcohol, but I know that I today have the disease of addiction, which means 
I am also susceptible to gambling, to sex. I get it with pornography. I get it with eating. So what it is, is that I have one thing which is called addiction. And the 12-step program has shown me how to, first of all, recognize the addiction and its diseases and all its disguises. I recognize them. And it has helped me be relieved of all the guilt and fear and anxiety and shame that I have held for so long in my life. And I hope that if you come with me on this journey, you will experience the same thing like, as I say, millions of others have. But I'm going to move on now and I do have a wonderful guest speaker yet again this week, which is fantastic. And he's a friend of mine who I've just recently met uh, in Cape Town. And his name is Jacques. And he is uh, an amazing person that has set up support groups, uh, fellowship support groups, uh, in the townships in Cape Town, Mitchell's Plain, Cryfontaine, and places like that. And uh, he is going to now give his story and his journey of recovery. Jacques, over to you, mate. Hello, Chris, and hello to all your listeners. Uh, my name is Jacques Porta, and I'm from Cryfontaine, Cape Town. Um, I am an uh, addict in recovery. Um, I celebrate four years of recovery today, and um, I was addicted to crack cocaine, and the street name was Rocks here in, in, in Cape Town. And um, I remember in 20, 2005, I, I became an addict immediately. I had no idea what rocks was, um, what I was getting myself into, but I just remember connecting straight immediately to this to this drug and um, I couldn't understand and I was at the time I was 25 years old and I was already at the place where I had uh, where I went through a lot, but I also had a lot because I was already in management position and I already had um, a nice salary and I already had a car and stuff like that. But um, nevertheless, I became an addict immediately and it was so easy for me to to to, to keep it a secret, to... to, to to not let people know that I am now, uh, you know, into this this drug called crack cocaine. But um, some some things you can never keep a secret because um, the crack started to show in 2010, 2009. And um, in 2010, I, committed, I tried to commit suicide and um, that wasn't successful. And then in 2011 again. And then the crack really started to show and, you know, and my life just went down. And then in 2015, I hit a rock bottom, lost my job, lost my identity, lost my, uh, lost the respect of my family members. And I was at the place of, you know, of no return, but... I had a sister in Cape Town and she, she said, come come to Cape Town for a month or two and, 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 and she'll and let's see what she can do for me. I came to Cape Town um not thinking that I'll be staying here in Cape Town for five years because that was in twenty fifteen. 
and um, I came here and I joined a support group and that is where things really changed because for the first time I I was I was connected or I I had people spe- speaking into my life I had people with the same um, illness uh, that I have this 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 crack cocaine illness this disease um, because what I've learned the first thing that I've learned that it's no longer a choice but it's a disease especially if you have been for 10 years straight on. And that is where things really changed for me when I saw that it is possible. Because remember, in, in my addiction, in, 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 in my active addiction, there was no one that showed me the door out of addiction. I had no one um, uh, um, 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 speaking life into my hopeless situation because I think the pride and the arrogance was so strong on top of me, I didn't allow people to speak into my life. I think that that that, that was that was the case while I was in active addiction. But when I when I saw the scars and when I saw, when I realized that if I don't change now, I'm going to die. Uh, my father was an addict and he died, um, not not of drugs but of alcohol, and it's still painful. We never speak about my father. We don't have pictures of him in the house, and that and that always bothers me. It it bothered me that he wasn't significant. And I'm I'm a passionate person. I'm a creative kind of guy. I am. Uh, that's just the kind of person I am. And and I always said that I never want to be like my father. I want to be significant. I want people to miss me when I'm gone. I want people to 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 know that um, Jacques was here on Earth, and I lived um, a good life. And that was one of the reasons why I needed to get out of this addiction, because because I saw me dying the same way that my father died. And when I was in Cape Town, and um, they showed me the way out of addiction I, I connected with guys and, 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 and girls that were in the same boat as me and I got an opportunity to go to the Lovedar Restoration Center in Kryfontein and that really was was the turning point um, because I went to that restoration um, thinking that I'm, I'm going to find myself and and I'm going to find answers and so on of my broken life. But I got something better than that. I found Jesus. I found my Lord and Savior. I had an encounter that changed my life, my outlook on life. And He really came and touched me and He healed me, delivered me and restored me. And not only me, but my dignity and my self-worth also. Today I am, as I said, I'm four years um, I'm clean and sober. It's been four years since these hands touched a crack pipe, and I'm so thankful that I can send this voice note note into you that um, recovery is really, really, really possible, and um, we need people to speak life into into people that feels hopeless and think that uh, uh, and breaking that stigma that. Once an addict, always an addict, and one day 
one day I will die an addict. Um, and that that was that's also one of my missions. I'm also a support group leader at the same support group that helped me find my way to recovery and it's so it's so wonderful being one of the leaders there and one of the the people that helped other people and at the moment I'm currently um, studying and learning how to be a life coach for someone that needs recovery and I am just very privileged to send this voice note out to you and to tell you that there is hope and and that hope's name is Jesus Christ, the hope of glory that is inside of inside of us. And uh, thank you, Chris, for allowing me to send this voice note out to all the listeners out there. And my next voice note is I'm going to tell you guys how how I I I, I came to this point and what happened in between um, the addictions, the trauma, and um, and the self-worth I found again in Christ. Thank you so much, Brother Chris. Have a blessed day. And to all your listeners. Thank you, Jock. Fantastic. And thank you for taking the time. So I'm going to close now. And I just want to remind you of the uh, WhatsApp number, which I would love you to just send messages whenever. Don't ever think that uh, this podcast might be a bit old and I'm not going to answer it. Yes, I will. And uh, here's the number. So I'm based in South Africa. So the code is plus two seven. And then you have 076-464-2098. My next episode, episode two, is something I really hope that you will be with me on. It's the beginning of this amazing journey of recovery. And we're gonna focus on step one. And step one, is we admit that we are powerless over our addiction and that our life has become unmanageable. And that is the first step of the 12-step program of recovery. And I look forward to seeing you then. So please, take it easy, God bless, and remember, keep it clean.